Welcome, Transformers fans, to Optimus Prime Time, more than meets your ears. My name is Craig Mahoney. Joining me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Justin Murray. Justin, how the heck are you? Oh, I'm fucking great. I don't want to be a pepper. I do not want to be a pepper, too, so don't touch me with your awful, disease hands. <laughs> I've got three windscreens on this mic. I don't want to catch. <laughs> if you guys missed it last week, Craig is currently in the throes of coronavirus. Yes, uh, I key tested part. positive. Yes, tested. He's absolutely positive he has it. Uh, yes. and he's in the quarantine zone. He's in his own hotel New Jersey quarantine zone. So uh, we had a couple of uh, internet issues last week. We may have some this week. We're trying to make it better. But if you guys hear some cutting out, then uh, you know, bear with us. We'll get through it. Yeah. If my voice cuts out, that's not that's not my death rattle. That is. Uh, no, that's true. It's just, and uh, if it goes long enough, I'm a little spotty. <laughs> that's right. And if there's a long enough pause, and I'll just I'll make it sound like Craig is saying racial slurs and fun stuff like that. You know, we'll just put stuff in his <laughs> mouth. It doesn't matter. So we'll have fun with it, guys. But bear with us if it's a little wonky. Let us know in the comments and the yeah. Facebook page and all that good stuff. Okay. It, it would Her be brain. funny if I did die. I mean, if that that would be a way to go. Right <laughs> in the middle funny. of the recording of the podcast. Well, yeah, that'd be. Funny. I don't know how the hell it would get posted though. If I'm not around to do it, I don't know what. Yeah, because I'd have to like go to your, I'd have to like go across country to your room and then be like, I don't know, this seems like a lot. <laughs> I have to edit it. <laughs> That'll be the legacy. I should. Yeah. Should I be making out a will right now? I don't even know. Should I? <laughs> should I be making some plans? Oh man, I tell you what, it did. It definitely. It once or twice it helped. Overall, I'm fine. I'm a lot better than most people in the country are, and hopefully, everyone listening, you're. You're okay, and you're safe, and you're healthy, and your loved ones are safe and healthy. But, uh, yeah, this is even the mild case that I have that doesn't require hospitalization still is not a it, – it sucks. <laughs> it's, just, yeah, it's been yeah. 14 days now since I've had symptoms. I've never felt this shitty for this – this physically shitty for this long. Mentally and emotionally, yeah, maybe, yeah. Just... yeah there have been, been – yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was sure. – I could not. I could. But, um, <laughs> no, I uh... – Physically, this has been brutal. Yeah, I, it's like, like like Craig said, it's about two weeks in, and yesterday we were supposed to record, and he's like, this is the worst day yet, so it's fucking crazy, it's kept me inside, so thank you for that, Craig. But, it, is, um, yeah. it is, you might say, devastating. Oh my god, the captain, you know what's not sick is his sense of segues, folks, because that was a <laughs> tremendous way to get into the season one finale which, by the way, I had misremembered that this episode does have quite the ending. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, <laughs> it really does end the. It, it, yeah, it, it it acts as though it could be an ending. I wonder if they knew they were going to have yes. a second season. I don't know. It, ends it acts like it could like, end the whole series. Yeah, it ends like The Wire, where every season ends, where that could be the end of the show, or they could get another season. <laughs> They're just not sure. <laughs> but like it's uh, so yeah, this is um. So I I say this all the time. Heavy metal war. Heavy Metal War, maybe my favorite episode, and I say that a lot, but this is the one I remember most <laughs> from being a kid. I remember this so well, dude. Um, this is such a great, this is a great plan. Uh, so much great stuff in this one. Uh, of course, we. This is the debut of the Constructor Con, so the episode opens up with that. It's just bright green uh, construction machinery, which, like, let's get this out of the way. I'm sure you thought this when you were a kid. I had never seen bright green construction machinery in my no. entire goddamn life. Like, I always thought like yellow was the way to go. Yeah. You know, like that's it's so weird. So I I don't know why they centered on that. I don't know if bright in Japan green and purple. Yeah, bright green, purple, and like I don't know if in Japan bright green is like the construction color or something. But um, I remember I just um, immediately as a kid that was the first thing I thought. I remember that well. I was like, why are they fucking bright green? You know, like Optus Prime is not like a bright purple you know semi. He like looks pretty normal. You know what I mean? It's yeah, just yeah. like 
It's a weird one. Uh-oh. Hang on. This this is my mother calling probably to see if I need anything. Uh, okay. <laughs> should, we do, so... should, we do this, should we do this live on the podcast or should I let her go? I mean, that could be like a 40-minute call. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll just, I'll just let it go. I'll let it go. Yeah. You don't know what she's going to say. You know what I mean? She's like, yeah. Craig, I have an STD. I don't want to tell you. Don't tell no, anybody. She's, <laughs> I know what she's calling for because she's on her way to my – she takes care of my 92-year-old grandfather every day. And so on when she goes on her way down there or back, she just asks me if I need anything here in the hotel room. to get dropped off. Uh, okay. So I know that's what she's calling, though. Yeah. There you go. Uh, but instead, she gets she gets sent the voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, mom. <laughs> anyway, yeah, the break read thing. I'm actually I'm googling Japanese construction here, and uh, I'm seeing yellow. I'm seeing yeah, pretty much just the same colors we have over here. Doesn't yeah. look like. No, it uh, is weird. So I don't know why. I mean, it does. I, it does look cool, right? That's the thing. Like an arbitrarily oh, yeah. looks awesome, and to me, that's like what Devastator is. And even in the Generation Two, when they did that, they put them out on as yellow colors, and it looked more realistic. And it looked like shit. So yeah, yeah, it's just a weird. I think it's a weird choice, but I love it. It's just very license. artistic license, I should say. Yeah, but I mean, I guess at the same token, like. Starstream kind of looks like a normal jet, but Thundercracker and Skywarp are like, what the fuck? Why would they make like a they, they bright are, blue jet? Are, they are trying to sell toys. They need the shit to look yeah, cool. Yeah, exactly. You know? that's, like, that's probably the end of the day, yeah. It's like, he doesn't, you know, a bright yellow train set looks somehow uglier than like 80s Dayglow green. But god damn it, like it still looks great. Um, but yeah, so they show that... Oh, there you go. Did I take that one? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, you know what maybe we should just say? Hello? <laughs> I'm I'm good. I'm in the middle of recording with Justin right now. Hi, Craig's mom. All right, I'll I'll give you a call when we're when we're done. Hi, Craig's mom. Hi. hi. I'm saying hi. Justin says hello. Hello. She says hi back. There we go. All right, great. Yeah, I was brutal yesterday. Definitely feeling better today. So. All right, I will. Thanks. <laughs> Apparently, people are asking about me. Want to know how I'm doing? Oh, <laughs> uh, this is very sweet. <laughs> I'm like I'm in the middle of recording a, a podcast about a 35 year old cartoon show. I've got a little. <laughs> yeah, it's not the kind of thing you tell your parents what you're doing because it's not going to sound good. You're like, no, 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 it's it's really important. It's a 35 year old show. Uh, half people who watch it are dead now, but we do a show about it every week. <laughs> All right, people. folks. Work on it or dead now. So yeah, clearly it was artistic <laughs> license. They're just looking to sell toys. As you go, because you know, as we go on with some of the other stuff, they're not all you know. As we see with the Combaticons, I don't know that those colors are you know realistic or yeah, with uh, Astro Train or, or uh, Blitzwing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Although, and I never had a bright red microscope <laughs> when you go oh, yeah. into a lab. Bright well, it's also red like, with blue or whatever. It is it is cool because uh, on an especially nerdy note, this is the first combiner and it's six robots with a pretty weird combination pattern. And after this, first of all, the only other combiner with like kind of uniform color scheme is Predaking. The rest of them all are fucking random. And yeah. on top of that, the rest of them all have the exact they called them Scramble City back in the day, but it was because they all have the exact same designs. You could like take Copytron and Abominus and switch them around or whatever if you wanted. Well, they to do yourself. have they, the others do have a somewhat of a color scheme, like uh, sometimes like, like the, the Combaticons. Kind of does. The Combaticons, but they're they're, they're all they're, the shades of their colors are all kind of like they're that little like a darker you know version 
version of whatever color. Like they all, yeah. they're all sort of in the same like relationship on the color wheel. To the things that yeah, the, the, the stunticons are all yeah muted. They're, the stunticons are all more primary colors. And then oh, yeah. uh, I think yeah with predacons and with the the, the what were the first day responder ones. They're all pretty much the same, and the the aerial the bots are kind of yeah. the same. But the but the, but, kind of a- but I would the predacons and the constructicons are the ones where it's definitely like these are all like these colors. Yeah, exactly. Like cohesive you know, design. They, they, yeah. Yeah, and that's uh, but, it's anyway. So oh, go ahead. I know bots and the insecticons. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, exactly. Like they have a team. That, that's a perfect example. They have like a team color scheme. They're all kind of wearing the same colors. You know what I mean? Like a uniform almost. So um, somebody posted in one of the Transformers groups today, I think, wanting to know if we should actually consider Reflector the first combiner. No, and I'll tell you fucking why. And I'm really glad you brought that up, Craig. That's a fucking excellent question, Craig. And here's why I'll tell you why. Because a combiner is uh, made up of uh, individual robots that combine into one psychology, right? So, like, they be, all contribute. form another robot, not another alt mode. Yes, exactly. And Reflector is just one guy, but he's got two little drones that he can kind of control. Um, but he's really just one guy. And then when he turns into a camera, he's just one guy also. So he has these, like, it's more... Reflector is more akin to someone like Metroplex, who has, like, a little drone guy he can control, but that's not, like, he's not combining with him. They're not, like, unifying minds or anything. It's just, like, a uh-huh. fucking empty husk. So, so he's not the first combiner, but it has been brought up before. It's not a bad not a bad question. But, you know, Devastator is obviously, obviously the first and, and, th- and this is our first shot in a while. This episode gives us our first shot in a while, and our, and our last, I think, ever of, of all three uh reflector components together in robot mode when the, when the battle at the end you actually see them like they yeah. literally i think we see almost every single like every single transformer in yes this is introduced the, this, this it, is the, it's kind of the bookend one because they show yeah. it's funny they show so with the autobots like wait does frenzy show up i think he might be the only one that doesn't no show. frenzy's the only one yeah i know it's it's hilarious uh, he just he just got in there too <laughs> it just did it uh, so yeah, let, let us start at the beginning because this one has a lot of cool stuff going on, but it's very easy to get pulled in all kinds of directions. But the episode opens up, we see the. I hope you're. I hope you're feeling okay and healthy because you were gonna have to carry me a little on this one. I think. No, it's all good. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm <laughs> um, get a little drinking at noon, but aside from that, I'm doing great. Uh, so. I miss um, alcohol. Oh, I know. I bet I'm drinking enough for both of us, buddy. Don't worry. <laughs> um, so it's great because they like. It's funny. They show up at the construction site. The humans are like, "Hey." Uh, I didn't send for these, and there's nobody driving. And then they just immediately turn into robot mode. So I guess the whole, like, camouflage thing is out the fucking window, because they pick the wrong colors, and then they, like, when they're questioned, they immediately just turn right into fucking robots. And then they're like, yeah, we're going to go... Oh, and then they've already... The humans do some exposition where they're talking about these energy disks they've developed that can steal power from the Earth's core. It's be very important later on. They announce themselves as the construction cons. uh, They steal the disks. Well, that they Uh, steal... You know what I find is odd is that they steal everything in vehicle mode, and then they yes. basically just transform just to show the humans that they're robots and that they're transformers and decepticons, and it's like, hey, look, we're giant robots. Yep, robots. Now exactly. we're gonna tell you to go fuck yourself, and then they just fly off. Why? Why couldn't they just? Why? Why? You think the heist would have been easier to pull in robot mode the whole time? I don't know. Well, I, you know, I'm gonna blow this one on the humans. I gotta be honest because first of all, they're kind of like he, Scrapper does say he's like, hey, we're here to take a shit. And then he's, like, really expecting them just to be like, all right, well, then take it, I guess. What the fuck are we going to do? And then they go back into vehicle months, are collecting shit, and then the uh, humans try to stop them. 
And then they're like, hey, <laughs> like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Um, so yeah, they sort of, uh, you know, they take their shit, uh, and then they just fly away, announcing that they need to return to their Lord Megatron. And this is another example of how famous the Transformers are, because the guy hears that, and he's like, shit, I guess these guys are Decepticons. Who the fuck knew? Which you'd think he would have figured that out when they turned into robots and stole his shit. Yeah. But I guess like, mentioning Megatron is enough. Um, or the, you know, the could... Decepticon logos on them. I guess they haven't learned to spot yeah. that yet, but... Yeah, exactly. And also, like, why would you need to put the logo on these guys anyway? Because the whole point of them being made, as we're about to find out, is it so the Autobots don't know they exist yet. Um, but they get back to Megatron, uh, and uh, Megatron says it was worth the time building them into the cavern. So that is their origin story. It is one of, I believe, three or four origin stories they show in the entire series. Uh, next season, we'll get a... And it's really a, just a throwaway line. It's just like for, for somebody who's watching this, they clearly didn't want to put the time and effort into really showing how like, these Constructicons came to be or ended up yeah. there. And, and you know, they, they wanted to introduce them into the series, so they just threw that in there. And it's like, like yeah, we just built them. Never mind. Forget. All right, anyway, Constructicons. Yeah. Look, they're cool. Dude, exactly. Because I think the next time you see them, they are on Cybertron, and they're good robots, and they're friends with Omega Supreme. Um, yeah. It's like a flashback. And then the next time... They bring it up. They actually show them building Megatron. Megatron. <laughs> like they yeah. get they get older and older as time goes on. Um, <laughs> but it's it makes the most sense kind of narratively to have them be to, to be created now because there's no such thing as combiners until right now, at least in terms of the uh, this continuity, right? Like yeah. the Autobots aren't like, oh, he's a combiner. They're like, what the fuck is this, dude? Are you shitting me? Like he turns into like a giant. <laughs> thing. It's great. And like as I was when I was a little kid, I was like, get the fuck out of here. I hadn't seen the commercial yeah. yet. I didn't know Devastator was a thing. I was like, are you shitting on my face right now? And then all I wanted was that guy who, if you remember, was fucking impossible to get all six Devastator. Oh guys. my god. Oh, it was yeah. so fucking hard. He had Long Hole and Mixmaster. If you wanted the other four, go suck a dick. You're not <laughs> getting them, dude. This is no fucking there's they, no Amazon, there's no eBay, you're just fucked. They and they did a great job of sort of like, you know, Devastator's still the king. But you know they did a great job, sort of really simplifying the uh, the combiners after this. With oh just yeah. the Five robots and they come as a set, and that's it. You know, and they're all they all kind of get put together the exact same way. You know, the, the Devastator was just this whole Devastator. It was it was a puzzle. No, he was, was uh, six guys, very hard. I mean, cool, a cool design, but yeah, not intuitive. Incredibly hard to figure out. I think if I remember right, long haul was the waste. And you had to like pull him apart and fold yeah. him in half, and then kind of make him into a belt. It was just like pretty yeah. complicated for kids. But um, yeah, I didn't know. I don't know about you. I didn't know any kid who had all of the Devastator put together. I didn't know. I any think I, I I vaguely remember that I I did know one. Like I I had a neighbor a kid growing up that had like ended up everything. Like the kid had the USS Flag. Oh uh, yeah, the GI Joe aircraft guy. This kid had everything. So he had slapped him down a little bit too much, but he had the nice toys. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had a couple of friends like that. <laughs> you don't yeah. want to stay overnight there, but that's great toys. <laughs> if you could be, uh... Yeah, these kids have everything. Eddie had a pool, so this was the kid. You know, he was definitely one of your friends. They lived li- literally directly next door to me. But I think so. I, I think that he had the uh, full devastator. He's almost definitely an asshole now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh... It was good. You know what is something that we haven't really brought up, part of the fun of the toys that I don't think gets mentioned a lot. is isn't just the fact that it's two different things, but like I said, putting Devastator together was kind of a puzzle. And that really was like like figuring out – I never read the directions. Did you read the directions on how to transform them when you got the toys? Like for um, me, the fun I, was, it was a puzzle. It was a game trying to figure out how to transform it on my own. 
I did. So my first four Transformers were uh, Gears, sorry, uh, Gears, Outback, and then Optimus Prime, and then Megatron. So I had a very good ramp up, right? But the problem is, and I didn't check instructions for the first three, but dude, when I got Megatron, yeah, that was that was the time. That was like a whole class I had to teach myself. I like, <laughs> I got halfway through. Megatron was fucking insane to transform. I got halfway yeah. through it. I had to bring him. I had to bring his shattered body, you know, like half transformed legs and triggers sticking out, like over to my neighbor's house, who was like. 16 and then you know it's the 80s he was like yeah get in here pussy and then he was like an hour later he's like jesus christ man like what the <laughs> fuck is nasa put this together it took me like three days and i remember then i like got really good at it but yeah that was and then after that i was uh that was the guy who like i remember as a kid finally understanding what do not use force <laughs> meant. i was like oh i'm gonna break this guy in half <laughs> yeah so i did uh after that i always did um i, I always of- enjoyed that but that was that was to me was part of the fun was figuring out how to transform them. Yeah, and let me tell you, as somebody who's an adult collector of masterpiece figures now, like you're not, <laughs> don't do that shit. <laughs> You'll fucking snap those things. <laughs> yeah, like the new toys that are like expensive and like made to look exactly like the cars and then exactly yeah. like the guy in the show. Like the shit you have to do to make them fucking, t- <laughs> it's insane. People are like I enjoy. Oh, it's it. not I'm easy. Like, oh my god, <laughs> some dude, there's some like the there's, last, there's, the last ones I. Right, I bought my nephew a, year, a few years ago, whenever they came out, uh, about 10 years ago, I guess, the Millennium Falcon that transformed it to Han and Chewie when they had the Star Wars Transformers hybrids. And uh, oh, yeah. I think I spent, and I and I learned, and I figured that one out I, on my own, too. I had I had more fun playing with that than he did, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Transform that together. So. I could do any deluxe and below. I can do it with my fucking eyes closed. I don't give a shit how hard it's supposed to be. Uh, most leader classes... I could probably handle it, but um, anything third party and anything masterpiece, fuck that, dude. Whatever, fuck that. Like, there's, yeah, it's weird. There's like that new Optimus Prime they have. It's like five hundred bucks. Like, yeah. I, I watched a guy. I watched a video of a guy transforming him, and just to like get his shoulder out is like, it, you're like unfolding this whole thing and then folding it back up. It's fucking crazy, man. So like, the engineering on those things is amazing, but yeah, I can't these days. <laughs> I'm not my stupid old man fingers. Um, so they're more yeah. for display. They're well, they are more for display. Yeah, really. these are yeah, exactly. I do like the new uh, the last five years. I think all the new stuff that's come out has had some pretty awesome uh, transformation stuff. There's some pretty cool shit going on, especially like Trigger Happy and a couple more obscure guys. But um, yeah, okay. anyway, I could do fucking three hours on just the toys. So let's get back <laughs> to the fucking show. <laughs> so we see. Um, let's see. They, they get the back. Construct the cons, they're in the cavern, and Megatron gives a little hand wave explanation mm-hmm. for how the Constructicons came to be. But it also yeah. it all does open up that, that you know that same question that we had when they built the Dinobots of why not just you know if you know you can build these transformers on your own here, why not just well, yeah. keep building and more Decepticons? Like, <laughs> because the only two there's two groups of Transformers that have been created from scratch in the show and one of them is the Dinobots and the other one is Devastator. They, they the two most of, powerful groups. I was gonna say yeah at the end of this series at the end of the season those are by far the two most powerful the groups but by fucking far dude i mean like in the movie when devastator is like we should be leader i'm, I'm like yeah me yeah, arguably like i don't know like <laughs> what, are they, what are they gonna fucking do i mean like you know, throw fucking rumble at devastator you know what i mean it's like what's the point so yeah. um yeah it is it's a really good question they they seem to have made much more good shit like uh on their own rather than like how we be naturally birthed <laughs> of, of <laughs> cybertron or whatever um also interesting about this scene is you see starscream back like nothing happened uh, Starscream. Well, you see him as Skywarp. 
they, they miscolored. Well, yeah, and yeah. then later on, Skywarp is talking, but he's colored as Starscream. Oh, that's the best. Star There's a lot of miscolorations. We get a we get a uh, cliff jumper with Bumblebee coloring in this episode. So, yeah, dude. But there's like there's always a little miscoloration colorization in every episode, but this one there's like, some really blatant. Well, the ones. one Skywarp colored as Starscream talking to a correctly colored Starscream is mystifies <laughs> me because they were both in the same cell. So I'm like, well, I mean, Jesus, guys, like you have to know. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so it's great. Like Starscream talking to Starscream about Thundercracker is awesome, but we'll get there. Um, so yeah, we see Starscream there. He's back like nothing happened after four episodes of kind of being threatened in a row, and he's already shitting on the new plan. So it's uh, yeah. a guarantee it's going to work. If Starscream is shitting on the plan, it's going to work. Um, so they, they basically describe real quickly that, and it's it's funny they don't bridge the gap, but the energy disc stealing energy from the Earth's core is how they will steal energy from the other Decepticons and put them into Megatron. Yeah, so I, never, they... I never figured that out myself. But then again, listen, I am watching this with like, I, I watched this oh, yeah. yesterday with a barely functioning brain. So well, I watched <laughs> I it like, in my 40s more. and taking, like, yeah, as, as a 40 year old man taking notes, I was like, oh yeah, but like that's, I, that, that happens to me a lot during this rewatch. I'm like, this shit that I never would have fucking figured out back in the day. Um, so yeah, it's great. And then they basically, they really quickly, they just described them, described that they're going to like steal, uh, Megatron's going to steal everybody's power. Uh, challenge Optimus to a duel, and then that's how they're going to win. It's very quick, but it, uh, and then they're going to re kind of go over that a couple times. They go back to the Autobot base, uh, where we see Optimus just standing on his porch holding a gun. So he's definitely American. <laughs> he's just hanging out, holding his gun in his hand in case anything happens. Um, Ironhide detects Megatron coming, and they all yeah, shoot at him. But he has a little chest uh, display, which we've never seen before, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Well, it's also weird because, I mean, it's it's fine, but Ironhide, you would think, would not be the one to have some type of radar system built in. It'd probably be like Wheeljack or there's yeah, somebody else. Yeah. He's like a, a frontline soldier type of dude, but uh, Megatron lands. Uh, he dodges all the firing pretty easily. Very so still... nimble, very nimble flying on his part. Yes. And I think we know. Oh, wait, no, we don't. So right now he's not actually, he doesn't actually have everybody's power yet, I don't think. But he's the plan is in motion. He goes and he threatens. He uh, challenges Optimus. Um, Optimus. Megatron did hint at his plan by saying he would he would you know use Optimus Prime's like uh, overdeveloped sense of honor. Yes. As his exactly. downfall, I think he he already hinted at it, and then next we see we see this challenge take place. See Megatron yeah. just sort of fly up and uh, and uh, go Aaron Burr on uh, and Alexander Hamilton on him. Yep, and then uh. Basically, the rest of the Autobots are like, what a great idea, because you're stronger than him. And then Optimus himself, who is at times smart and stupid in this episode, but right now he's smart, and he's like, well, there's probably something up. But, like, it's the law, and i got to follow it, and I'm pretty sure I can handle it. But he's like, he's already a little suspicious. Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah, this seems weird. Um, Megatron says, it's funny because he says this to Optimus. He's like, I knew you would accept because of your strong sense of honor it leaves, which is a huge red flag. I mean, like, you're like, oh. It really seems like he just told me his plan is working. Um, and then they cut back to the con con constructor cons, uh, and then Scrapper does a lot of exposition, which is Scrapper's main job in this episode is just describing everything that's happening. Scrapper is <laughs> really uh, the only uh, the only constructor con to give much of a personality. Like, no, yeah, yeah. Because I think when you have a bit six of, of them, it's really hard. It's very hard, and they do all have bios written out that are very different. Yeah. And you get a little bit of mixed master because he's supposed to be a chemist and a nerd, so they show yeah. him like mixing but that's like literally he has one line and he's the only one with any personality no bone crusher no long haul like any of that shit one of, the, there, but 
I can't remember which one it is. One of them has it seems like yeah, I think it's Hook or Long Haul has the same voice as Gears, pretty much. You can see this is where. Wow, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I don't think they ever talk again. I mean, like they don't. Devastator has more lines than all the Constructicons put together. You know what I mean? Pretty like, much. There's no way. Um. So yeah, then Starscream mentions it like it's weird. Starscream again as the constant undercutter is like, well, you know, he's a. Uh, you know, it, the, the code requires you fight him yeah. there. You wouldn't want to cheat. And he's like, well, I'll kill you. Because, yes, I would. The fuck is wrong with you, dude? He's like, I don't, like, give a, he's like I, I don't care about honor. He's like, I just care about winning or whatever. I don't only give a yeah, shit about victory. Like, yeah. Why is Starscream the one, like, lecturing him on honor? It's fucking crazy. I'm like, dude, anyone else. Anyone. Shockwave would have a pretty good point. Sonic well, would have a great point. Because Starscream just did to be a contrarian and try to tell Megatron, yeah, you know, just exactly. try to undercut him. And, uh, and then he says this. He's like, well, I was. It's just raising a legal point. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. It's raising a legal point. Yeah, he's like, I'm just playing lawyer. It's like, for a dead planet with no lawyers left, who fucking gives a shit? Like, the whole <laughs> concept is asinine, because, like, whoever whoever's job it was to do that has clearly been murdered, like, decades ago. You know what I mean? Like, whoever the Transformers who, like, handled the red tape. Like, he's, he's in like Shockwave's that. dungeon somewhere, if he's anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Like, dude, Shockwave is running shit, and he is the most dictator motherfucker ever. So, like, <laughs> I think the rules are pretty arbitrary now. Like, it doesn't, but whatever. Um, well, you know, so, Optimus uh, just trying to keep, yeah, you know, you're just trying to keep the, uh, the, the, the culture and tradition of, you know, yep. of us Cybertron alive. <clears throat> Yep. So then they show they show Spike being pretty like, hey guys, doesn't this seem like Spike is still like, hey guys, this is fucking weird, huh? And then uh, Optimus is like, and it Chip, is weird. Chase Chip even shows up. Yeah, and he doesn't have any lines, but he does look. He does look. He has a great shocked face when Optimus is getting his ass beat. <laughs> but, um, uh, so they all um, Spike is like, hey, shouldn't be cautious. And then Optimus is like, well, don't worry, Teletran One will tell us if they're cheating. Now. Megatron has, or Megatron has already said that like he's going to send the Constructicons in because they don't know they exist yet. So he's like, you guys fuck yeah. up Teletran 1 while we're fighting, and then Teletran 1 won't know we're cheating, and this will all work. Which is actually a pretty fucking smart plan. Um, Except so they, he forgets about, about somebody else. Yes, he, he forgets does. about the auto. Um, yes, he forgot about it. It's funny because he them. should know. And he tried to recruit those guys, so he should have remembered. But uh, yeah, it's, by the way, I also forgot about him when I was watching this episode. I was like, "Yeah, it's a great plan." Oh yeah, fuck! Like that's a big one. Um, so they uh, they all meet in the pit to fight. There's a great shot of all the Transformers in the show so far. Well, first we see that that scene of, of Megatron getting powered up, where everyone puts their little power oh, yeah. chip. Yep. In the in the in the glowy thing in the glowing the box, glowy thing, and, and then Megatron, Megatron gets all glowy. That's actually a pretty cool, a very cool little animated scene where you yeah. see Megatron get all powered up by that. But that raises another question as to how Transformers are made. Like where it's like, oh no, you can only have what you were born with, and how do they get born with each of these powers? Like who decides that? Is it yeah random? Like it's very. It opens up a lot of this episode opens up a lot of questions as to the creation of Transformers. Uh, oh yeah. And, and why they don't well, just upgrade all the of, time, you know? Oh, yeah. And we'll, um, we have a bonus episode coming up somewhere soon here about, like, other Transformers media. And the IDW comics have, like, written that in the ground about the way that works and everything. And um, they sort of have the powers thing as, like, genetic outliers, essentially, which is why most of them can't yeah. do anything, but some of them can. Um, and usually it makes them pretty crazy powerful. And that's why they're all... Like basically, the comics say that like if someone if someone like Trailblazer or Skywarp, like they're going to be in the war and they're gonna still be alive now because they've been like protected and utilized. So now, by the time we see them, there seems like a much higher concentration of those people. But it's because of when we've when we've jumped into the continuity of Transformers, most of them are dead, and the survivors are different than the rest of them, and that's one of those things. So it is. Uh. 
Yeah, it's, it's, that's kind of why there's more of them that have it because there's so few proportionately left. But it is it is interesting. Um, it does. It's the one of the biggest asterisks of the cartoon show because it, it is kind of arbitrary who has it and who doesn't. Um, obviously, they can't just write towards everyone's powers because then like Skywarp would be the most powerful thing ever, and yeah. Hound would fucking you know run rampant. It's just like so it's a weird thing. <laughs> yeah, um, and it's, yeah, and it's. It's a byproduct of the times, right? Because this is supposed to be like a team of powered people and they're supposed to have special powers. But it doesn't really make sense in the context of the narrative because you're like, why? You know, like, Optimus Prime special yeah, powers it's is gigantic because they're shrunk, you know? In most, and, and you know, Transformers Prime and a lot of the other, you know, subsequent Transformers series, they kind of got rid of them having, like, these unique yeah. powers. They realized that just the fact that they're transforming, giant transforming robots is cool enough. We don't need to... Yeah, exactly. Like, broadside special powers that he's a fucking aircraft carrier that turns into a robot. That's pretty special. It's pretty amazing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he doesn't need to also be like, oh, I snapped my fingers and you fucking shit your pants. He's like, well, who cares, dude? It's like, it's pretty secondary. Yeah. So, yeah, it is... It's cool that they worked it in, though. I do have to say that. That's what I love about this episode is it, it takes a kind of an arbitrary thing and makes it, like, really important to the plot. Um, yeah. Really fleshes it out. Um, it's fucking cool. So, anyway, they all go out there. They, they line up. Now, all the Transformers, except for the Constructicons and Dinobots, are watching. They all, like, get comfortable. And they all, and they all, yeah, they all just sit down on the side of the ridge. Dude, it's great. Like, They're all very cooperative. Like it's great. And I love even the way, you know, they all just, you see the reflectors, the three of them just kind of sitting in a row. Like, they're, you know, they're just kids out in a field watching a ball Dude, game. Yeah, it's... And, uh, and I love Soundwave sits out, and he sits down, and he, you know, laser beak and Ravage eject, and Ravage goes right next to him, and he even starts petting him. Which is oh, I know, yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's great. Like, he's sitting down for a game, right? It's so yeah. fucking awesome. He sits down and then Ravage just sits next to me and starts petting. It's amazing, dude. I love this fucking episode. So they have. Um, and by the way, after we get through this thing, I want to tell a story. But uh, so we get um, we have the fight go down, right? And the fight is, you know, we'll go through play by play. But you know, there's a lot of Megatron fucking Optimus up, and then interstitially like using uh, each power, and then yeah, and then yeah, Starscream basically being the peanut guy, the commentary there. And, like, pointing them out, which actually is very important for the audience because yes. we don't really see – the only superpowers we see from the, the Decepticons are maybe, like, Soundwave's blast thing and then Skywarp can teleport. So they, they, they're actually, like, selling toys because they show Reflector does this burst of light. I think he does it once in the first in the four-parter, and I'm like – so he's doing all these things, but they're mostly just toy stuff, right? Like, he gets shot. Megatron shoots him with his little hip cannon thing, which is awesome because the they have The first and only time we ever see that, which is cool. The first time they draw it in, like he's not yeah. that thing is not sitting next to him. I mean, that's not a toilet, yeah. but that's that's we really draw it in, and then they that's like Starscream's null race. So they do a bunch of stuff. They do like point out Skywarp's teleporting, which to me was that was the only one I knew of when I was a kid. I was like, I know he can teleport. Well, you, and you notice yeah. Rumbles that he uses his his uh, arm yes. his fusion cannon as like Rumble's pile driver, and I love it. And you just cut through a shot of Rumble, and he doesn't even have any dialogue. Dude, he's he just saying it. He just smiles and like he's a like, silent yeah. thumbs up and smile. But that's what he would <laughs> he do. He'd be like, "Fuck yes, yeah, son," making it about himself. <laughs> it's great, dude. Um, yeah, it, so I love this fight, and then I have to say, so like when I was a kid watching this, man, it's it, first of all the whole scene is very like grade schoolish, right? Because it is like oh, when you used yeah. to fight, dude. When you used to fight in the '80s, that's what it was like. Everyone would fucking you'd find a place. The whole class would get out. Like you kind of split into halves. Everybody would get comfortable and watch, and then you start fucking people. It was like boxing. It's weird. Like people yeah. don't fight like that anymore. But back in the day, it was like a whole production. You know what I mean? And then oh, second yeah. of all, dude, it was so it was very relatable. I got a ton of fights when I was a kid. It was very relatable. And then second of all, when I, I was a kid, I used to grow up watching like like you know Scooby Doo. 
and like G.I. Joe and Transformers, of course. And I was always like, it's so annoying to me that like Cobra is this huge, amazing organization that they had to create G.I. Joe just to fight, but they never, ever win. Ever. So it's like, as a kid even, I was always like, how is this threat realistic if they just constantly get their shit kicked in? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it drove me nuts. Like, how come Scooby-Doo, they always know it's a fucking old man? Like, the old man never gets one over on them. You know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't happen once these fucking idiots drive around in a van. <laughs> so like, as a kid, this really drove me crazy. This is, and I also, like, I love the Decepticons more than the Autobots because they have way better vehicles. So I was like, how the fuck is the three F-16s losing to the Volkswagen Beetle? Like, I'm just not buying it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so what I loved about this episode back then, and I vividly remember this feeling of being like, holy shit, they're going to have Megatron win. Like, these motherfuckers, <laughs> they're actually going to. And I was like, because even as a kid, I was like, hearing this plan, I was like, this is a fucking good plan. I was like, how the fuck are they going to get around this? And then he just beats his ass, and then the Autobots are like, yeah, we got to leave. And, and then they go to commercial. So I remember as a kid, yeah. you have like four minutes to be like, are you fucking shitting me, dude? <laughs> like, is this the end? And they're just going to unleave. Yeah, I mean, like, I literally thought that for that whole commercial break. And I was so, like, shocked, but I was also like, I was like, oh, my God, they finally let the bad guy win. I can't wait to see what happens. It's so fucking cool, man. So they do, obviously, by the end of the episode, I was pretty annoyed again. But, like, it is, it's just awesome because they, they don't do this anytime. They actually let the bad guy win. <laughs> no, I know, but they, they get as far as they can in that time, and then, and then roll it back. And even G.I. Joe never did anything like that in all the fucking episodes. The closest one is where uh, Shipwreck goes banana crazy. <laughs> banana shit crazy. Oh, it's uh, like that two-parter, three-parter, hot, whatever that is. Two-parter, and by, by far the most terrifying thing I'd ever seen as a kid, when all of his fucking family starts belting in front of him and yeah, shit. I was yeah. like, what the fuck? But that was like the closest one where like, and that was even like going too far. But I, I just love this episode because they actually like, they let Megatrans plan develop and it actually works. And it, and it fails for a good reason. It fail, It makes sense why it fails. Like, they just didn't think about the Dinobots. But I just had to say, like, I, I remember the shit out of this. I've been thinking about this episode the whole time. I, I never knew it was the same one with the hologram at the end, you know, because I it, yeah. it seems like a weird ending. But, um, yeah, I just love I love the fact that Megatron comes up with a plan and wins as much as he can in the setting of this. And I can't think of any other fucking 80s cartoon show that, like, had a plot like this in an episode where it basically lose. And then kind of back out of it at the end, you know. So yeah, I, I think I think He Man might have done that a few times, where maybe Skeletor won or whatever. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about Thundercats. Although it seemed like Thundercats, a good portion of the planet was always kind of under Mumra's control. But uh, yes, I remember that GI Joe <laughs> three parter. Just a quick little sidebar. Going back, another another example of how gullible I was as a kid and how much I believed everything in the GI Joe and Transformer was fact. Was we were we were learning how to use an atlas, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in a fourth grade or whatever it was, and we're like, yeah, and so you just you name a city, and then we go from here, we go from the top and the side, and it'll show you the little uh, coordinates, and you point that out. And I can't, I can't remember what state it was supposed to be. Was it Springfield, Illinois, or whatever this the oh, town yeah. of Springfield? And I remember, oh, look up Springfield, and that, and I'm like, no, it's got, and they're like, it's not here. And I'm like, no, it has to be there. <laughs> there has to be. <laughs> It's just like, well, I'm not real. seeing it. And I'm like, well, it was on the show. Right. <laughs> now you're going to tell me there's no Cobra Island. Huh? That's, you're going <laughs> to hey, fucking tell on. me next. Like, I can't go find Cobra Island on the map. It's right there. It's just Cobra Island. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you're going to tell me off the coast of, uh, you know, Olympic National Park in Washington, there's that an undersea Decepticon base. Really? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, no, dude. Anyway, so we see 
they cut to the humans looking. It's great because they lose, and the the Autobots are like, "We're gonna leave." They show the humans just looking like horrified, and Ship's oh. face especially. I should make a screensaver out of that, dude. It's amazing. He just like crushed. He's like open mouth, an open mouth like uh, expression of just sheer desperation and, and misery. It's fantastic. I hate Ship so much. Um, then it's there's, weird uh, that Chip Chase, smartest man in the world, wasn't able to figure this out, or, or you know, no. I guess he was just flying on Teletran one. And, didn't even and say so, one word. <laughs> didn't even say one <laughs> single thing about the whole situation. <laughs> didn't even say Although, hey. I, hey. He I must know. have had a word. I don't know. He, he, he's his voice actor is listed on this episode. Oh, so is I, he? I, don't know. I guess. Yeah. yeah, maybe he did have one. Because he only it's, does. It's uh, Michael Horton, and the only voice he did was Chip Chase. Wow, because yeah, he is, I mean, he's the most likely one to figure this out. You know. Well, I mean? wait a second. So here you go. This is cool. Right above Chip Chase, Michael Horton on this IMDb uh, listing for this episode is Peter Cullen, who does, of course, the voices for Optimus Prime, Ironhide, and then Halonix Maximus, Hounds. Oh, that's awesome. They actually named him. Yeah, I didn't know that. I always wanted. Um, well, well, I actually have something to say about that guy, but we should get there first. But I, I had, yeah, it struck me, um, dude. It's crazy. Yeah. So then uh, we see him lose. Huffer takes his trailer form, which if you ever own both toys, you're like, get the fuck out of here. It's not happening. Like Huffer's not. You know what the amazing like, thing is? Like, like I get it as the toy Huffer is like, you know, considerably smaller than Optimus. Yeah. But in real life, like he wouldn't. There are no like trucks like that that are cabs yeah. that are that much smaller than no no he would be like, actually, I, I, I think i don't know how a human would have gotten into him to ride. No, based on the type of car he is car the type of semi he is yeah. he would actually be significantly larger than optimus who <laughs> optimus as a semi was fairly small yeah those are like there's old uh what do they fucking call those i forgot already but like uh, yeah but that model is like it's boxy and small and didn't get made for very long um, that's why it's not. You don't see a bunch of Optimus Prime driving around. Like they only made that no. thing for like ten years, I think, because um, it's remarkably non-aerodynamic. I mean, if you think about a, oh, fucking, yeah. a machine, its entire job is to drive cross country. Like where even if you can save like a tenth of a mile on gas mileage, you're gonna make a crazy a huge profit off that. It's like it's amazing they just put a fucking cardboard box with windows. As we can see from, from both Ironhide and Ratchet's uh, alt modes. Too. Oh yeah. It was, an era, it was an era of boxy cars. Yeah. And that's a good another great another great point, dude. That specific Toyota minivan, they only made it for like three or four years. So it's Wait, funny. Was it Toyota it's so funny or Nissan? I can't remember. It's they had competing ones, so they're very very yeah. I think it was my, my fr- a friend very, of mine very in high school had one of those. We used to get picked up in that all the time by his parents. He yeah. had that model. It was great. Yeah, but they were like, that was a car that did not sell well, and then they didn't make it for very long. So it's it's so funny that those guys have been saddled with that alt mode for fucking thirty five years of like this pretty yeah. obscure compared to like you know um, Sideswipe and Sunstreak who have like a Lamborghini Countach. People still love that car. You know what I mean? It's still awesome. But oh like, yeah, it's funny. There's like a couple yeah, of weird ones. And even even like Bumblebee, the the you know the Volkswagen's iconic. But, well, uh, dude, yeah. and then, like, I mean, again, not to go too far into car nerd here, but Wheeljack is a Lancia Stratos, which was a fucking Italian rally car. It's a specific one that won <laughs> a bunch of Italian rally races in, like, the 70s. It's a specific, like, sponsored <laughs> So it's like that thing. I don't even know if they made a street version of that. Like, I don't think you can get a fucking Lancia Stratos and, like, drive it around. 
So I'm like, where, where was where was uh, you know Teletrad Sky Spy? Like, wh- how far did it go to discover Dude, their alt modes in episode one? Like real, like he got Wheeljack's off a TV, and he's like, this will blend, and it's like it won't, it won't blend in at all. Like if you th- that's actually more distracting than a giant robot. You're like, is that the fucking Stratos that won it, all those races? Was really? anything with Mirage? His Formula yes! One racer, <laughs> that doesn't even have a guy sitting in it. Yeah, dude, it's an open wheel racer that should have such a stall that like literally cannot drive and stop without stalling. Like it's like you know, yeah, dude, great point. Like Mirage is another one. It's just strange, but um, anyway, <laughs> I love that. They make that. cool toys. Yeah, what the hell? They do. They make awesome. Yeah, dude, it's it's amazing. Um, Again, but yeah, it's funny. I, show like, I do love the little little bit of head cannon we came up with. A little bit of that 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 Teltrad maybe knew he was making the Decepticons and purposely saddled. <laughs> reflector and Megatron and Soundwave with shitty alt yeah. modes where they'd be completely helpless. He's like, figures it out halfway through. He's like, all right, F-16. Wait a minute. Oh, fuck me. All right, hold on. Tape deck, You're going to be a tape uh, deck. Pistol. Yeah. Uh, pencil. Uh, let's see. No pet. Yeah, no, he's trying to like... <laughs> and he does the opposite with the Autobots. He's just making them like, oh, whatever, a little buggy. Um, oh, wait, what? Oh, fuck me. Semi. Uh, hold on. <laughs> He was getting tired by the end. He's like, yeah, whatever. Beetle. Volkswagen Beetle. Sure. Yeah, just that's fine. A couple of Beetles, a couple of whatever, man. Just, just fuck it, dude. How about a whole bunch of Nissans? Like, just a shitload of Nissans. Let's just crank those out for all of them. Uh, <laughs> so we see, uh, at, you know, the, the fight is over, but then they cut to the uh, constructed cons. Like we say, we well, see. This is nerd- while the fight is going on, we see the constructed cons yep. working their way. Uh, tunneling into the Autobot headquarters, and you know, while Megatron thinks he has the perfect plan, they forgot about the Dinobots. The Autobots just keep in a spare room, like turned yeah. off or something, just standing there waiting, like the like the wooden soldiers. <laughs> yeah, and Teletrad turns them on, so it's it's again yeah. they are just deactivated, waiting to be called upon. Um, yeah, so it's weird. And I, like I said, as a viewer, I also forgot about them. I was like, wow, this is interesting. But yeah, they're in there. Um, they get through the floor, they get intercepted by the Dinobots, and then, like, it's a Dinobots on Constructicon fight, which is pretty great. Um, they It pretty much spills out of the mountain pretty quickly. Uh, and then this is a classic thing that happens, and this is, like, how they fight a lot of the times, um, even in the movie. They'll have the Constructicons kind of start fighting separately for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, and then the Dinobots come out, they're like, oh, shit, and then they turn into Devastator. And then... Depending on which episode you have, either Devastator and the Dinobots are pretty evenly matched, or Devastator's better. It, it's never that the Dinobots could just smash Devastator, but it's either that they're close, or Devastator just owns them. Um, in the movie, it's kind of close. In this episode, really, once they should, once you, once the Constructor turns into Devastator, I mean, they have no problem with the Dinobots whatsoever. They're fucking throwing yeah. them around, they're kicking the shit out of them, and it's a pretty bad scene because you already have. By the way. It should be mentioned that like Megatron is still powered up. So even though the yeah. jig is up and it's been like discovered, he could probably still just murder everybody. Him and Devastator should really be able to clear out everybody. You know what I mean? It's kind of well, weird. At this, at this point, the Autobots are still in retreat, and Megatron doesn't realize that the Dinobots are fighting the Constructicons and Devastator. Yeah, because the like, Autobots don't see this. The, the Autobots, as they see this, and, and Spike as they're driving back. To headquarters and on Spike is like, hey, what the fuck's going on over there? And then uh, it's like, that's not our problem. We're banished. We gotta leave. <laughs> yeah, no. And he's like, like forget it. Just, fucking... just drive yeah. on by. Just look away. Walk on by. Yeah, and they have a nice long distance shot of Devastator, which really shows how big he is. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just like, yeah. they show more, you're like, Jesus Christ. So but this is really the, the this is like the kaiju fight. You know, it's like 
Oh yeah. The dinosaurs versus the giant robot. It's great. It's awesome. Dude, and his scale in the show is much bigger than obviously the toys. Like on the toys, like Grimlock was almost as big as Devastator. <laughs> so you're yeah. like, well, this would be a quick one. Um, but yeah, it's great. So the Devastator fucks all of them up. Um, and then he basically says, uh, well, actually, it's weird. This next part's kind of strange because they don't really reveal what's happening until after it's already happened. Uh, but Devastator just kind of says, he, he's like, I'm the biggest, baddest motherfucker here. And then there's a, a guy shows up behind him. Um, would you say his name was like Holomus Maximus or some well, shit? Well, because what happens is once once the Autobots go into uh, in, into the Ark, into headquarters, Teletran 1 informs them of what happened. And then they're like, oh, yeah. oh shit. And then... And Ironhide's really pissed. He's like, Megatron cheated. And that's yeah, when they say, all right, well, then, you know what? All bets are off. Let's go back out there and fuck him up. And that's when uh, yep. Hound, yeah, Hollow Nix, Hollow Nix Maximus. Yep, Hollow Nix, H-A-L-O-N-I-X Maximus. And yep, then so he have... uh, basically scares away and fools him. That's it. Yeah, it's weird. So, like, I, by the way, I'm, I'm shocked that out of all this shit, that they made toys out of, including like Kremzeke, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I can't believe they never <laughs> yeah. made some version of this guy, um, who, by the way, looks a lot, a lot like Broadside. Like the Broadside, the famous triple changer, yeah. um, horribly scaled triple changer. He turns from an aircraft carrier to a uh, jet fighter. <laughs> and then, like, it makes no sense. He, he turns into a thing that can carry himself. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> He should be that big, and that, that looks a lot like him. And he actually has, like, the same stuff on his legs and something. So I don't know if they took, like, a, an early concept for someone they were going to do later and just kind of threw it together. He's the same colors. but uh, And then he has he has what looks like to be Fortress Maximus' head almost, too. So it's like yeah. it's almost like a it's like a test drawing of ideas they may have later down the road or something. But it's just this giant dude yeah, clearly, who literally says, like... Clearly there are some character designs already sitting around with it. They yeah, because it is a bunch of ideas kind of mashed together, and the color scheme is like literally the exact same as Broadside. So it just it just makes you wonder a little bit. Um, but yeah, he just kind of threatens him and scares him away. Devastator takes his word for it, and then they all just <laughs> dis- It's weird. The Decepticons' plan is to uh, dismantle and run into the lava. I guess it's a weird plan, but they just run into this. They either run or get back into this chasm filled with lava, and they all just sink in the lava. Well, what happens like, is no, uh, no. Optimus shoots Devastator, and with one shot. They all oh, go yes. into their component pieces. And that's and how then, you get uh, the most time in the show. You shoot him in the chest in the sp- special point where he breaks apart. Because <laughs> that happens And then lot. what happens? But, is it, how, how does the, the ground break open and, and cause the lava? I can't remember that. Is it from, a, is it from Sludge? It's left, it, yeah, it's left over from Sludge just doing his one attack that he always does where he steps in the ground. And then, <laughs> by the way, right in front of his own fucking base where we know there's tunnels going under it. So I'm like, yeah, you just caved in the whole mountain, dude. Like, 100%. If you just did that, like, the whole... Well, the thing is, we know it's right by a volcano. So, yeah, so apparently there is still a lot of, you know, a volcano that was fairly recently active. So, yeah, with the fucking... There's a lot of lava. Of it's not, yeah, and there's, we know there's tunnels under it because that's how the Kachukkans got in. So, like, they're yeah. already... Yeah, it's weird. So, um, but yeah, that's the, the weirdest part about this one is just the ending and how quick and, and convenient it is. Um, not the whole and then how just brutal it is because they all just fall into yeah. lava, except the lava, which like and, and really yeah. and what it is is you see what happens is then you just see the uh the Decepticons go to retreat and Optimus is just like fuck that you know instead of being like oh well we'll see them again some other time oh yeah. you know, Optimus is like unload and the Autobots just blast yeah it's the shit out crazy. of them until they all it's it's really brutal it's like mm-hmm. no this is the final battle we're not doing this shit again. Oh, yeah, it does end that way. And then even 
It's funny, like, uh, then they're like, well, at the very end of the episode, Spike's like, well, shit, that's got to be it. I mean, fuck, man. And that was like, <laughs> I mean, probably. Probably, dude. You know, like, I don't know, but maybe. You never know. But you probably, get that one know. that one moment, that one little, like, the end of Carrie yep. with the head coming out of the grave, Megatron's head pops out. Is like. Megatron and his, yeah, constant. He's always, whenever he gets bent up, he just gets dirty. You know what I mean? That guy gets beat up and he just gets <laughs> dirty. Until uh, until the movie when his chest gets all crumpled in and shit, like you know. Yeah. Until then, like every time Megatron gets beat up, it's just dirty. He's just scuffy and oily. <laughs> He's grumpy. And he but, says yeah. the Decepticons will rise again. And, uh, yes, which is uh, so I actually I can't remember the first season or the first episode of next season. So I'm excited to see what they do with it. I imagine we'll just see some Decepticons being totally fine, but they might actually explain what happened. Um. But yeah, very cool episode. I love this one just for all the weird shit that happens. It's a great... It's, it's funny because it's a Devastator reveal episode, and he's almost like a secondary character. That's the cool thing about it. Yeah. It's just not all about him. He's important Yeah, I forgot how much... Like you, When you think about this episode, you think of the plot as basically being the Megatron and Optimus fight. And it's yeah. weird that they didn't center the entire episode around the Constructicons and Devastator. Yeah, but, I remember this episode. But they gave him their moment at the beginning and the end. Yeah. yeah, I remember this as two episodes. I remembered it as the one with Devastator, and I remember the one where they all cheat and, and beat up Optimus. But I didn't know they were the same one, so it's just like a, such a dense episode. Um, a lot of really cool original shit. I mean, the hologram thing. We've been talking this whole season about how like they don't really use Hound in such a way that would just win battles, and they do in this one. You know what I mean? It's just like it's a very cool episode. Very Decisive. creative. I like. Yeah, have them win. You know what I mean? It's it's a fucking great episode, man. So probably Good my favorite one for Good way to end the yeah. first season. The second season gets a little weird. Uh, well, the, for the first episode is actually Autobot Spike, where they um, Frankenstein a robot for him to uh, live in or something. Uh, yeah. yeah. But I think I, I, the second season, the second we really like see content. that there's no continuity whatsoever. They see You just yeah. see it kind of completely abandoning. And the weird thing about season two is, while they aired in a, in a sort of a mixed-up order, you can tell... Production-wise, they made a whole batch of them where it's basically like we're continuing with the same characters from season one, and then yep. season two, and then the, and then all of a sudden there's a second batch where they're like, all right, now these random, you know, Autobots and Decepticons show up out of nowhere for the most part, yeah. except for the Combiners, and we're just gonna have episodes focusing on them, and it gets really wacky and crazy and out there yes. and silly. You know, yeah, we start it's, it's very. Uh... Go ahead. No, I was gonna say yeah. You start seeing, and you start even some of the personalities, like with Warpath and Power Glide, where they're even more cartoony characters. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. And there's like, it's, season two is very hot and cold. There's some really like the one where Beachcomber falls in love. There's some really cool episodes, like weird stuff that's very well done. And then there's some really weird, terrible shit. Um, there's the and Atlantis like I said, there's, episode. There's the one where the they're, they're boys in the alien kids' house. Oh yeah, and then there's the uh, Camelot one where they go back in time. Yeah, the girl, weird. the girl who loves Power Glide, of course. And yeah, then, dude, it's like, uh, uh, it's, it's it's cool, but the bad ones are very bad. Um, and that, like Craig said, it's funny they introduce a ton of new characters, but sometimes those characters get their own episode where they introduce them, and sometimes they're just there. <laughs> sometimes they're just like, yeah, and like, they, they just get a little showcase up. episode without any explanation as to how they came to be. Yeah, yeah. Or they're just in the background. Like, I don't think, uh, is, it, is it Perceptor or Blaster? But one of them doesn't get their own episode. They're just there. And they never get, like, a feature. It's just like, oh, yeah, hey, it's yeah. this guy. He's here. So it's uh, there's a lot of new shit. They got to sell a lot of new toys. Um, ton of new combiners, which is cool. Um, and, like, I think we may even get a very brief only appearance of Trypticon, I think, in one episode. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. Yeah, and the weird thing about season two, that, that second batch of episodes, is it almost... It, it's weird because uh, since they were making the movie, 
at this time. They didn't include any of those new characters in the movie, even though it apparently takes place after season two. Yeah, and then once we get into season three, post-movie, pretty much none of those characters show up again. Yeah, and it is it is a bummer, man. It's like, it's. A, I understand how it happened. And of course, the thing with the movie to remember is like, they did not know this was going to be a gigantic global phenomenon when they yeah. started making it. So it's like, it's easy for us to be like, why wouldn't you fucking do this? But they just didn't know. For them, I'm sure at the time, Hasbro thought that once the movie was out, it was done. They were going to like cash in on the movie, maybe squeeze one more like generation yeah. of toys out, and that would be it. So, uh, but you're right. They don't, I mean, it's weird. Metroplex is like, they have, he has his own episode, I think, but then he's not Autobot City, even though he's supposed to be. Yeah. They just didn't get time to do it, but it's like, but as a kid, you're like, well, they have a fucking city that turns into a robot, so I don't understand why he's just standing up and fucking everybody <laughs> up, you know? Like, all that kind of stuff. Devastator comes weird. in and it is weird that they have like these characters that they all get introduced. It's almost like those episodes don't even happen. Like they're not even part no, of know. continuity, you know, because well, they, the, they, they, they yeah. get completely forgotten about in the movie and it's, and then completely forgotten about in season three. It's very, very strange. Well, yeah. And they introduce a ton of characters in the movie that like have not been in the show yet. And you're like, well, that's weird. Cause why it's just, again, but you like, just, like, you can, the time jump, you could just blame that on the 20 or, for Time sure, but it's again there. that that itself is a weird choice. You know what I mean? Yeah. That like, it's just it, it's it's been talked to death. So we will, and we will do our own episode about the movie, which I'm sure will be like nine fucking hours as we go through every angle. But like, <laughs> it is it is interesting. It's such a missed opportunity, but also like it makes sense when you know the story behind it. But yeah, yeah I mean, Devastator, <laughs> Devastator showing up and like being the big thing when you're like. When if you've been watching when you're a kid, you're like they have yeah. five combiners now. Like yeah, the, like this would not be a problem. It'd be a, that would be cool. And that's the biggest tragedy is, like, we didn't get to see, like, how cool would that have been, man? Like, Superion and Menasaur versus, oh, like, yeah. Devastator and fucking, you know what I mean? Like, it would have been so fucking cool, but, you know, it is what it is. And, and I, uh, I think that's why people from our generation especially were so disappointed with the Michael Bay movies. Because we knew the story behind Transformers the movie in yes. 86. And I think we knew, like, all right, this was sort of a missed opportunity. They didn't know. And we always thought, like, if they ever had the money and the budget and they ever decided to really do it, they could sort of correct this missed opportunity and do it right. And and then, yeah. and then it, they, they dropped the fucking ball again. That's what was so uh, disappointing yeah, it is about. so much. Well, the, you know, the, the movies have never understood that it's about... It's funny, they, they fucked this up in the first G.I. Joe movie, too, but they don't understand yeah. that it's about the characters and, like, the personalities, but you just need to make sure they look different enough from each other to kind of like represent those differences in personalities. So like the first Transformers movie, they fucking it's all the, all the character designs look like a bunch of fucking forks glued together. Yeah. And like they all are kind of the same color. So like you can't tell what's going on in fight scenes. And then only Megatron and Optimus really have characters. Ironhide kind of does. Yeah. They Bumblebee focus has no way too for, much on the humans. Yeah. Way, and way like even Bumblebee doesn't have much of a character. Bumblebee's only character is the servant of the humans in all those fucking movies. They don't yeah. give that guy any until the Bumblebee movie that came out recently. But until then, he has no personality, no backstory. He's just this fucking person that represents the audience. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, and there's no yeah, there's just no combined. It's just they, they missed the whole point of the of the show. In the second movie, Revenge of the Fallen, they, they figured out the colors and you'll notice that like. You know, if, if if a red guy fights, it's going to be against a yellow guy. If a blue guy fights, it's going to be against, you know, it's like... <laughs> and that's the only, players. you know, way you can differentiate and try yeah. to, to figure out well, what the Well, and then they put Devastator in there, and they just completely ruined... Like, again, they missed the entire point of it. Uh, like, it's not it's not just that he's bigger. It's that he's, like, still a robot. It's, like, dumber. You know, yeah. it's a bunch of stuff. It's just, I don't know. It's, I love the Travis Knight Bumblebee um, at this point. 
you know, it's clear they're not going to go with that direction, but they're rebooting it as something better. So I'm really hoping, because again, that for, that Bumblebee movie, the first two minutes are fucking incredible. And they really yeah. show you, like, a really good direction of where to go. But um, Well, it helps that Travis Knight comes from animation. You know, he made those great yes. movies like it, and you could see that. And even, like, well, he knows, like, he said, he, he said, you know, having recognizable silhouettes was a big deal, you know? Yeah, and he's, and he's our generation, too. Like, he was... Yeah. That's the thing of Michael Bay. He's an old guy who didn't get it. He's like, you know, about mash and shit when that show was on. So like, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't know what it was like. Well, Night- Spielberg apparently had to convince him to do it. Like he said, well, it's not a movie about transforming. It's a movie about a boy getting his first car. And I'm yeah. like, no, fucking fuck Steven. Oh, with all due yeah. respect, you're one of the greatest single. Like, yo, in addition to Transformers, Steven Spielberg movies were were our, and George Lucas movies were like the the most formative things of your childhood if you grew up in the eighties. Yeah. Well, and yet, that he got it so Spielberg fucking wrong. Made- that he got it know, so made, wrong was amazing. He also hasn't made any good since then. You know what I mean? Like that was that was twenty years ago, and he hasn't made any good until you know what I mean? Like Ready Player One is a travesty of eyes. Uh, so like I don't know. Um, but the yeah, Adventures no, of uh, Tintin is on Netflix right now. That I actually I think that's really enjoyable. It's a lot of fun. I love it. Yeah. I love it. But he's an idiot to think anyone was going to watch it. That's such a fucking egotistical. They should have made you know? it more cartoony and less of the motion. Or cartoon. like updated. He made it look exactly like the fucking thirties. Remember that weird ass cartoon? But I, I thought was like, it was. What the fuck? was good, but I love that because he's going with that Indiana Jones thing, and it's uh, and it was sort of like, and you know, it was funny. I know, but you can't get that. You can't get I, that goofy cartoon haircut, man. That's like right out of the nineteen fifties newspaper. Like, how many kids fucking were like, "Fuck this"? The minute they saw that, you know what I mean? I think if they had just gone a little away from the uncanny. One thing I love about Adventures of Tintin is that you can see Spielberg like having no physical constraints ever. What he can do, and he just really has a fucking blast. And if you haven't seen it, watch it. It's good. You'll enjoy it. It's on Netflix. You have nothing but time to watch it right now. Take yeah, it out. Sure. It is a it's a it's a Spielberg passion project too. So you get to see yeah. like I mean, it is. Uh, but it's also, I mean, Peter Jackson and Edgar Wright worked on it with him. Edgar Wright co-wrote it. And there was supposed to be two other movies that Edgar Wright was supposed to direct one and Peter Jackson was supposed to Oh, direct. yeah, but that's the thing. They and then it so wasn't successful enough. It didn't do it. But uh, Old rich white guys. But, you know, old Daniel rich white Frank guys always think the thing. Old rich white guys always think the thing they grew up with is what everyone loves. Like, oh, didn't you guys love old radio shows? Like, no, fucko, we don't, you <laughs> old rich asshole. Like, fucking, I grew up with no like money, you weirdo. Like, what the fuck? All right. Well, yeah, Peter Jackson got to do his thing like that with King Kong as well. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. You know, yeah, but either it's, way, like, it's a great John Williams score too. I love the score in that movie, Adventures of Tintin. Oh uh, yeah, check it out. But, awesome. but actually, actually we, we should wrap this up because I have a, uh, I have since spilled my drink on my power supply. So is that was my power. Was? I heard that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, that's fun. All that's right, well, we should do an episode where we where we have, have a little. We, we're we're trying to do that where we can tell you like, some cool Transformer shit to you know comic books and other Transformers media to check out during the quarantine here, and uh, we can talk about some other things because I've been streaming a lot since I'm. Uh, Alone in a hotel room. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a lot of good doing. stuff. But I, but uh, please, I really gotta, I gotta, uh, I gotta drive to Park Supply. Yeah, I forgot to mention up top that you know you can get us on uh, Apple Play and uh, Apple Podcasts and Google Play, and to subscribe and like and leave reviews and all that on Spotify, on Stitcher. Please follow us on Instagram at OPT Podcast and uh, on Facebook dot com slash opt podcast and please share tell your friends and if you want to support uh i'm, I'm relaunching my patreon uh campaign patreon.com slash craig mahoney and right now you can download a high-res uh version of the megatron uh wanted sort of wanted poster from divide and conquer i did a painting of that megatron the enemy and you can download a full high 
high-res uh, version of that to print out, uh, hang up your very own, as well as a few other things. And I'm going to put some. Uh, we're going to put all sorts of exclusive content on there, and uh, it'll help keep the uh, the lights on while we're all going through this. So just just a buck a month. And, uh, you know, you can help us out. We'd appreciate that. But if nothing else, if you're listening, just tell your, you know, tell your Transformers loving friends to give us a listen to. And it right, would help us. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sick, dying man here. <laughs> That's right. Get the, the Craig's deathbed, please. You know, fill it with Transformers money. All right. I really have to go, guys. <laughs> I <gotta> go, dude. <laughs> all right. So with all that said, great first season. Thanks for hanging with us. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next week on an all-new yes. Optimus Prime Time. More than meets your ears. Holacronus Maximus. Holacronus. Whatever the fuck. All right. Later, guys. <laughs> <laughs>